You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Locked On Podcast Network crossover, Locked On Bears, Locked On Colts. Not so much our regular Locked On you know, midweek crossover Thursday. We don't have a game to preview, but we do have a major coaching change. Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus going to the Chicago Bears. I'm Lauren Cox from Locked On Bears, alongside Evan Sidery of Locked On Colts, breaking down one of the big moves of the NFL offseason so far. Certainly we've seen other coaching staff changes, other general manager moves, but both of our fan bases, of course, intimately curious on how these moves will pan out for both teams. Evan, Thank you so much for, for joining us today, for doing this crossover. I know it's kind of a last-minute breaking news thing, but I guess give, give all of us your, your thoughts on, on Matt Eberflus as not only a, a defensive coordinator for the Colts, but a head coach candidate for, for any team. How do you sort of view him heading into this offseason cycle? Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you having me on, Lauren. And quite honestly, for Matt Eberflus landing in Chicago, I was a little bit surprised just because I thought the Bears, especially with Justin Fields, their quarterback, would go out and try to get an offensive guy. But their finalists outside Jim Caldwell were Dan Quinn and Matt Eberflus, defensive guys. You have to wonder what's next for them with the offensive coordinator. We've heard some rumors already about uh, Petulo from Philadelphia, who was formerly on the Colts staff when Eberflus was there in 2018. He followed Nick Sirianni to Philadelphia. We'll have to see what happens there. But Eberflus, I think he's a very solid hire. He's a guy that's very much into culture, very much in the fundamentals. He's not really a guy that's going to win the interview, so to say, like win the press conference, but he's a guy that's really strong on the little things. I think it's going to make a big difference compared to what Matt Nagy, I think, I think, didn't do. I think he won the press conference, but the little things in Chicago really weren't there with Nagy, so to say. So I think Eberflus is the polar opposite of Nagy as far as that goes. And I think, quite honestly, the defense, I think Chicago's going to have a really good defense moving forward now with Eberflus in place because – We've seen it the last three years uh, with Matt Eberflus. The Colts have been top 10 in defense. They've led the league, or they were second this year in takeaways. It gotten better each year. That Darius Leonard has a lot to do with that, of course, with his takeover machine ability. But if I was a Bears fan, I was like at Roquan Smith. I'd buy all the Roquan Smith stock I could right now because <laughs> he's going to be Darius Leonard 2.0 in Matt Eberflus' scheme. He's going to have a lot of a lot of tackles, a lot of turnovers. He's going to be a turnover machine for Eberflus in that system. I think the Bears, are, it's been kind of a down year for them. But him, for Chicago, having a defense with Roquan Smith, having Khalil Mack still on the edge, I think still very slept on now in the NFL. I know he's getting a little um, older, but he's still a legitimately top good edge rusher. You have great secondary pieces as well. Eberflus, I think, saw the opportunity in Chicago. I think the Bears saw the opportunity as well to get a legitimate defense back in the Windy City. I think it's a very solid hire. I'm still a little bit... We'll dive into it more throughout this episode, but Iberflus has been very consistent as far as the defense production goes. We saw it in Week 18 against Jacksonville where Trevor Lawrence kind of sliced through that defense. But as far as fundamentals go, as far as the little things go, and the talent in place in Chicago, I, I think Chicago did very well getting Iberflus. He's been a guy in the head coaching circles for the last two or three years already, so he's been wanting to get a job. I think he landed a really good spot in Chicago. Yeah, I think we've heard a lot on the outside about you know, fundamentals and, and culture and, and leadership, those type of things from Iberflus. And and all of that is is not X's and O's. And, and all of that is is not scheme. And I, I know a lot of that can be, especially defense can be so hard for us to really get the intricacies on the outside. But it, it just seems like reading between the lines here, it, it doesn't sound like it's a particularly, like, not, not that it's a bad quote-unquote scheme, but just that it's not a particularly like new or innovative um, defensive operation. And I'm curious how Colts fans have thought about that 
over the last few years. I mean, it, the numbers in terms of where they rank seem to be doing well enough. So it's like it's not it's not working. But is it is it simplistic? Is it is it predictable at times, or, or or how how has it been so successful? Even though we don't seem to hear it described as complex or innovative. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with the word you use there, Lauren, which is simplistic. I mean, the Bears I think are going to learn very quickly. This is what Eberflus mentioned in 2018 when he was hired. The defense he runs is all about the zone coverage. You play cover two, cover three shell, and you just have your zone, and whoever gets in that field of that blade of grass, you just go out and tackle them. You gang tackle them. It's all built around speed. It's all around fundamentals. And I think you're going to see Chicago play a lot of heavy zone this year, a lot of cover two, a lot of cover three. Eberflus has mixed up a little bit the last couple of years playing a little bit more man as well late in the season, but it's very predominantly about 70% zone. You're going to see a lot of that this year in Chicago and moving forward. But surprisingly, to I know Colts fans were very frustrated with the way their defense played a little bit against very elite quarterbacks because we've seen it before. A couple of years ago, Drew Brees went in that football. He had one incomplete pass the entire game. I think he threw five touchdowns as well. Gardner Minshew, season over last year, had two incomplete passes through 400 yards on this Colts defense. When this Colts defense is not doing well, they get sliced apart. And it's all about that zone defense. And if the quarterback is able to find those soft zones, he exploits it pretty well. I mean, elite quarterbacks who have gone into this Colts defense the last couple of years consistently over 70% completion percentage, it's really a bend-but-don't-break defense that relies an awful lot on turnover luck. And luckily, they had Darius Leonard the last couple of years. But if they didn't have Darius Leonard in this defense, Quite honestly, Lord, I don't think they'd be an above-average defense at all. I think they'd be more so just straight in the middle there. So I'm really curious to see who steps into that Darius Linder type role. Like I mentioned, maybe that is Roquan Smith, who I think is very slept on the NFL. So I know you've mentioned that a lot in your podcast as well. Roquan is one of those guys that I think is going to be very deserving of big money very soon. But Roquan Smith could be that guy. But outside of that, you have better pass rushing in Chicago, which the Colts have not had the last couple of years. You have DeForest Buckner in the middle, but Khalil Mack on the edge is going to help out a lot there. But like I mentioned, I, I think it's very inconsistent what they've done. And a lot of Colts fans, surprisingly to me, from my interactions on Twitter, they wanted Matt Eberflus gone. They wanted him to go and go, just get fresh life in this Colts defense because it was so simplistic. It was very readable from good quarterbacks where if you find those soft zones, you're going to give up a lot of yards. It's all based on if you can keep out of the end zone there. So I, I could see Bears fans getting frustrated with Eberflus' scheme, but he's a guy that we mentioned at the top of the show, Lauren. He's very much – culture fundamentals the small things i think he's going to help a locker room he'll be very respected in that locker room there was nothing but glowing things that darius leonard deforest buckner kenny moore all these leaders on defense has said about you the last couple of years but it, i hope from the colts side of things colts fans that want to let him go it might not be grass green on the other side so to say because i think Eberflus is legitimately a top 10 defense coordinator in this league i think a lot of it might be due to the talent he's had on there i know they had buckner they had leonard that more but everyone else very young. I think this Bears defense is a lot more ready to go, so to say, for what Eberflus is looking for there. Yeah, I really want to dive into a little bit more specifically some of the Colts personnel and, and where that line is between like roster building and, and the quality of coaching, helping get more out of some of those players. We'll dive into that and so much more about this Matt Eberflus hire for the Bears and what's going to be left for the Indianapolis Colts. Coming up next on this Locked On Podcast Network crossover, Locked On Bears, Locked On Colts. Our Thursday crossover brought to you by our friends at Get Upside, makers of an incredible app for anyone who listens to these podcasts and buys gasoline. You don't have to be a Bears fan. You don't have to be a Colts fan. You just have to put gas in a car. Anytime you fill up your tank, you can get cash back for every gallon of gas you purchase every time you fill up. You just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play and enter in our promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you're going to get 
25 cents per gallon or more cash back when you fill up your tank. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore, especially the way gas prices have been fluctuating. They went up for quite a while. They're coming back down a little bit, but never really quite sure what exactly we're going to get every time we go to the pump. Get Upside can help make it just a little bit easier on your wallet. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The money gets added right to your Get Upside account, and you can cash out at any time. If you want to direct deposit into your bank account, they'll also go through PayPal, or you can even cash out with e-gift cards to online retailers like Amazon and other brands. So download the free GetUpside app on your Android or Apple device. Enter in our promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back when you fill up. It's promo code TOUCHDOWN when you download the GetUpside app. You know, it's interesting, Matt Eberflus was not one of the betting favorites for the Chicago Bears head coaching opening over at our friends at betonline.ag, the number one place we recommend for all of your sports betting needs. Whether you're betting on the prop bets for who's going to be the next coach of this team or where Aaron Rodgers is going to go in 2022, plus, of course, not just football in the playoffs, but basketball, hockey, soccer, tennis, baseball, boxing, UFC, even your favorite online Vegas casino games all available at Bet Online, so don't wait to take advantage of all their amazing offers for 2022, including ours. Sign up today for a free account and enter in our promo code Locked On, and they're going to give you a free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's them giving you free money to play with with just our promo code Locked On. It's at BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Like they say, Bet Online is where the game starts. The Chicago Bears hiring of Matt Eberflus for me starts with how he's going to be able to try and get more out of the players that the Bears have really on both sides of the ball. And I'm curious, Evan, as you look at this Colts defense, it's not a group that like strikes me as having, you know, blue chip players top to bottom or even like a lot of household names. Bears fans know, I would assume most NFL fans will know who Darius Leonard is. Bears fans will remember Xavier Rhodes from Minnesota, but he's certainly not uh, the same Xavier Rhodes quite exactly. And then trading for DeForest Buckner, we kind of remember him as a top draft pick, maybe Quiddy Pay from Michigan, but it's like, there's like maybe a guy at each level that's recognizable. How much did the Colts defensive performance, I guess, fluctuate by the talent that was available? And, and, and how well did Matt Eberflus take guys that maybe are a little bit less well-known, a little bit more unheralded, and get better performances out of them? Yeah, this defense has been absolutely built from the foundation up since Chris Bauer got there in 2017. Obviously, Eberflus came on a year later once Chuck Pagano got fired. He joined Frank Reich on that coaching staff. But when they joined in 2018, this defense was completely different. I mean, teared it completely down. They've had actually all 11 new starters since 2018. This defense is completely different than what it was when he first arrived. And it's all built around young players. Sands DeForest Buckner, who they traded for with a first-round pick. It's been all about development, all about retaining those draft picks and betting high on those upside guys in the draft, like Darius Leonard. Bobby Okereke as well, a middle linebacker, who's definitely done a lot better in 2021. Also, Kenny Moore, like I mentioned before, is one of the more underrated slot corners in the NFL. We finally got a Pro Bowl nod this year. Julian Blackman as well at safety. Kari Willis as well. There's a lot of young guys in this defense, and Eberflus has really been instrumental in helping to develop those guys. But 
there's one blind spot, I would say, and that's probably why he got let go with their defensive line coach, Brian Baker. And Eberflus plays a little bit of a role in this too, I imagine. But there's been a, a lack of edge rush development in Indianapolis outside of Quiddy Pay, who was his rookie year this year, who kind of flashed in the second half of the season. But they spent all these second-round picks on guys like Kamoko Ture, Tyquan Lewis, Terrell Basham, Ben Banigou, and they've all flamed out. They really haven't done well in Indianapolis. So that's one thing I would say to watch out for in Chicago is how those edge rush guys develop because it hasn't happened much here in Indianapolis. But it's all about young guys and development. I do think in Chicago, it's more of a ready-made system for Eberflus where he doesn't have to worry about developing guys that much. I know there's still some young guys on that defense, but you have a lot of pro bowlers, a lot of all pros on that defense who can really step up right away into the roles that we saw multiple Colts players step up to into elite situations over the last couple of years. So I really think this Bears defense could be in line for a big jump this year. Uh, it's been kind of lagging behind the last couple of years. And I think getting Eberflus on board, it's going to be, I think, a really different defense we're used to in Chicago. But I think it's going to actually benefit them a lot. A lot of disciplinary stuff, a lot of turnover-heavy approach where it's going to be everyone has to go for the ball when you tackle. Everyone has to go out and get that as far as gang tackling. It's a lot more... Matty Flew says this little chart he made in 2018. It's really taken off sort of in the Colts land, so to say. It's the loaf chart where they Eberflus each week he puts together um he watches the tape of the game and he'll put down how many quote unquote loafs you have, which means you're not really trying much on the play. And it's really changed the entire defense. It like when they first arrived in 2018, there's multiple moments where Colts weren't really trying to tackle much. It was a lot of just laziness. But when Eberflus really installed that loaf chart, you've seen so many guys full on speed, just trying everything to make things happen. And it's more of a culture thing. We can come back to the same words of culture and discipline, but that's why it's worked out so well in Indianapolis because Eberflus has had those guys drilled into their head where once you have those situations, it's just those two or three things you have to look out for. It makes the game easier on the field. So that's going to be something to watch out for there is just the, those little things like we mentioned before. It's the polar opposite, again, of Matt Nagy. I think you'd probably agree with that, Lauren, which is where, where they're going for in this direction, Matt Eberflus. And that's going to be really interesting what happens there because I think this defense is ready-made for an Eberflus-type defense. The question is for me, how does he galvanize the entire locker and what do they do on offense? Because Justin Fields, I love Justin Fields in the draft. I hope that the Bears or the Colts were in the Bears position. The Bears were right behind the Colts in last year's draft. They should have traded up for Justin Fields. Obviously, when got Carson Wentz, we know what happened there. But <laughs> now I want to see what they do with a guy like Justin Fields, a quarterback. I think Eberflus is a, a really good hit on defense. The question is what happens on offense now. But I think overall, the defense and the strategy in place and the players in place in Chicago, I think you have a really strong, solid infrastructure in place where the Bears can be a top 10 defense next year. Yeah, since you mentioned the offense there and, and what Iberflus might do, let's go there briefly. You know, he's he's looking at, really at both sides of the ball of, of poaching from the Colts. We've heard Dave Borgonzi and and Alan Williams floated as potential defensive coordinator candidates for the Bears to poach more members of that Colts defensive coaching staff if they may end up if they want to promote one of them to that job. There might be some competition there, but offensively, we've heard uh, the former Colts. Uh, wide receivers coach who's now with the Philadelphia Eagles, the passing game coordinator, whose name uh, it keeps escaping me. And I, I think you mentioned it earlier, and I'm struggling to try to filibuster and find it as I'm scrolling through on my computer yeah, right now. Kevin, Kevin Petulo. Yes, Kevin Petulo. The other name that's been floated out there is uh, um, Mike Grow, the former wide receivers coach who was also with, I believe, with the Colts. But there's been sort of this idea of like, you know, that they might try and bring parts of Frank Reich's offense. And I'm curious, yeah. you know, we, we see Justin Fields needing to be more of a downfield vertical passer, and I don't know that. That that certainly Philip Rivers a couple of years ago with with 
with those members of the Colts coaching staff with Kevin Petullo and stuff in there were quite so vertical of a quarterback. But how has that Frank Reich offense sort of functioned the last few years? Where have they sort of looked to put receivers in positions where the Bears might be able to, if they end up picking members of that coaching staff to come to Chicago, what might that start to look like? Yeah, I think honestly, Justin Fields is a perfect fit in a Frank Reich type of offense. It's all about the simple things like he'll scheme up guys open in the middle, like crossing routes, shallow routes. He'll have a guy going deep as well. More often than not, it's all about the quarterback and how he reads the field. I mean, we saw it in 2020 with Phillip Rivers. We saw the connection he already had with Frank Reich in San Diego. And now in Indianapolis, he was very efficient, almost a career high in completion percentage. His yards per attempt jumped up. Andrew Luck had a career best year in 2018 when Petula was there as well. 2019, they made Jacoby Brissett like a competent starting quarterback, which is wow, well, he is in Miami now. It's a pretty good thing to do it for Frank Reich, have that in the feather in his cap, so to say. But then this past year, we saw Carson Wentz and when you don't have a quarterback who can read the field, it does not go well. <laughs> They've turned a one-dimensional offense. And I don't think that Justin Fields is one-dimensional. I think he's actually a legitimately good franchise building block where he can read the field. We saw it at Ohio State. He's I think he could be a legitimate top 10, top 15 quarterback in the next couple of years. In a Frank Reich type of offense, I think he's a perfect fit. He has a strong arm. He has the velocity to fit it in the small windows. He can read the field. He's very accurate when need be. I think if they bring a Kevin Petullo or a Mike Gross, so to say, it will be a Frank Reich offense for sure, probably 80 90% like a Frank Reich offense. And if that's the case, I think it's a home run fit for what they're trying to do on offense because I think Justin Fields is a prototype for that. That's why I was so high on Justin Fields in the draft and why the Colts, I think, should have traded up. They kept Phil Rivers around for another year because he's the exact type of guy you want in a Frank Reich offense, a mobile quarterback with a strong arm who's very accurate. He checks all the boxes you want. For that type of offense i'll be very curious to see if they go out and hire a patula or a grow or someone from that same coaching tree because fields does make a lot of sense there i think he does check all those boxes well certainly bears fans are encouraged or looking forward to how this change is going to positively affect this franchise well colts fans are left kind of thinking okay What's going to happen to this defense? What's going to be next for the Indianapolis Colts trying to replace Matt Eberflus and and maybe whatever assistance he might bring with him to Chicago? We'll take a closer look on look at what this is going to leave for the Colts and what the future might be in Indianapolis. Coming up on this Locked On Podcast Network crossover, Locked On Bears, Locked On Colts. Let's go ahead and talk about our other sponsor of today's show, which is Bill Barr. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it again and again. Unlike other protein bars, it could be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. Built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate, and most bars contain only 130 calories compared to only 4 grams of sugar. It is a great tasting snack tied to throughout the day. And if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, we'd enjoy a delicious Built Bar. You can count almost count it as a workout. And there's so many great flavors that we've all tried on Locked On Podcast Network that you can choose from, like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and so much more. In fact, Built is kind of with new limited-time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 at LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Let's go ahead and dive in now, like you mentioned, Lauren, into the cold side of things. And like I mentioned at the top of the show, you saw, I mentioned to you, many Colts fans wanted to move on from Matty Refluce. And I don't know if that's a smart idea from the Colts fans because 
I, like we've been talking the last 15 or so minutes, I think Iberflus is a great fit for what the Colts want to do. And now with Iberflus gone, they might hire someone in-house, but you have to wonder what this does for the Colts because they've been internally playing for this, according to Albert Breer. You mentioned a couple of days ago, the Colts have been preparing for this, so that Iberflus probably gets a job in Chicago or Jacksonville this offseason. So we'll have to see what happens next here. But I, I do wonder, they probably won't go much away from the Iberflus tree, you have to imagine, because – they have all these guys in place. I can't see DeForest Buckner fitting much in a 3-4. Same for Darius Leonard. I can't see him being a guy off the edge that much. So I, I imagine they probably keep someone in-house. But really quickly, we brought before as a potential D.C. with Matty Refus in Chicago. I think Dave Borgonzi is actually a really great fit for Chicago because he's he's been instrumental in developing Darius Leonard and Bobby Okereke, EJ Speed, Zaire Franklin, all these great young linebackers for the Colts is mostly in part due to Iberflus and Borgonzi. And Borgonzi has been wanting to be a DC for a very long time. He's been well-deserving of it. I think if Iberflus left, he was the guy who wanted to go to Indianapolis and be the DC to get that promotion. But it sounds like according to multiple reports, Borgonzi might be the guy that follows Iberflus to Chicago. So what's your, what's your thoughts on that, Lauren? Because from my standpoint, I think Borgonzi would be a home run fit. He's a young guy, very, I would say forward thinking as far as defense goes, I think he'd be a perfect fit there in Chicago. So what's your, idea of Borgonzi following Iberflus there because obviously Iberflus still calls the plays on defense but I think Borgonzi is sort of Iberflus 2.0 and he'd be a great fit there yeah it feels like the Bears and the Colts are going to be just competing for defensive coordinator candidates at this point right I mean they're both looking for the same I mean obviously Iberflus is looking for his guys and Colts are probably going to be looking for a similar style of of Iberflus coaches and so somebody like Borgonzi would definitely be that that name that I would have circled right away I mean when you coach the linebackers and somebody like Darius Leonard to play. I mean, obviously Leonard came in with, with some very real talent there, but you know, fell to the second round for a reason too. I mean, a, a smaller school prospect. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like he was guaranteed to be this home run when they brought him in. But of course, like he has been, and the coaching staff deserves some credit for that. I mean, he, he's also just inherently talented as well too. And then the, I think you mentioned earlier, the way they've been able to slowly kind of bring along Bobby Okurike. I can never pronounce it. Bobby, is it Okurike? Yeah. He's, he's actually changed the pronunciation multiple times himself. It was <laughs> Okurike and now it's Okurike according to him. So it's Okurike. Bobby Okurike. Yeah. So like between him and Okurike, and, and they've been able to at least, you know, get some talent slowly sort of developed there in addition to how well Darius Leonard has played. The, the name that I'm I'm curious here for, and of course, I'd love to see Borgonzi work with Roquan Smith, and the Bears are going to be in a position where they need to find at least one running mate for Roquan Smith, really, for the long-term future. So to have a, a linebackers coach with some developmental talent there to be able to sort of grow under Iberflus in the defense would be super attractive. But I'm curious if Rod Marinelli ends up in either of these discussions because he and Iberflus worked pretty closely in Dallas for a while there. And, of course, they've they've studied under a lot of the same types of, of coaches. And for the Bears, of course, Rod Marinelli was the Bears' defensive line coach and defensive coordinator under Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith is the other name, too. The Bears fans are kind of... Kind of looking at it's like okay it's not necessarily like directly like Iberflus coached over this person in terms of being in that the quote-unquote tree but at least in the same sort of family of schemes or, or family of coaches who have worked together whether or not Marinelli or Lovey Smith depending on, on if he's going to be available and, and want to make that jump either to Indianapolis or Chicago if, if those could be guys that might shake things up as more of like a veteran defensive coordinator to pair either with Eberflus as a young head coach or a veteran defensive coordinator to to come to Indianapolis and and right the ship a little bit more and not let things get too too shaken up having just lost the the really like the cultural leader of that defense yeah I believe I'm not mistaken uh I, I forget who it was from the athletic or some other media outlet 
but someone mentioned that Rod Marinelli might be following Matt Eberflus wherever he went, if it was staying in Indianapolis or going to Jacksonville or going to Chicago as a defensive line coach. And I would love Marinelli in Indianapolis. I think he'd be a perfect fit for what they're trying to do. But I do wonder at this stage of his career, I think he's in his mid-70s, if he wants to be a full-time defensive coordinator, having all that pressure on him again. So I imagine he'll probably stay in that defensive line role. And he'd be a home run fit in Chicago. Like you mentioned, he already has the connection with the Bears. He, he worked with Iberflus before. I think it'd be a great fit with him, Borgonzi, and Iberflus. Kind of a perfect trio to build out your defense <laughs> there. So that's something to watch out for. I think it's a super home run fit right now. Talk about just the Bears situation. From the Colts side of things, I do wonder exactly what they will do because we've heard already maybe Alan Williams, who's our safeties coach, could be uh, promoted to D.C. He was the Vikings defense coordinator about eight years ago, I believe. He's the only guy on their staff with D.C. experience. But outside of that, the Colts might be looking externally to find that answer for Eberflus. But, I mean, we're talking about Chicago here, and I'm kind of talking myself a little bit into Eberflus, Borgonzi, and Marinelli. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? If that were to happen, that's kind of a home run situation for that defense. Yeah, it's interesting what they want to do schematically, right? Because we know that Iberflus over the years has worked in both 3-4 and 4-3 defenses. And and the Bears, I mean, not that it's, especially nowadays with Iberflus' defense in the nickel, the majority, you know, 70-80% of the time. Anyway, the line between what truly is a 4-3 and 3-4 base defense is so blurred where it's maybe not as big of a deal. But, you know, Rod Marinelli has pretty consistently been a four-down lineman defensive line coach. And, and of course, the Eberflus coming from that with Indianapolis, it might be easier for Eberflus to to adapt to more of a three four if he brings in guys that are a little bit more three four base. But I just I, I'm just curious what that'll look like if you know if they want to have Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn go back to putting their hands in the dirt and make Roquan Smith more of that true like middle linebacker as opposed like three four three middle linebacker as opposed to just the sort of off ball linebacker of the three four and how they see this Bears personnel fitting into some of those moves because I think they have guys that are versatile enough in the front seven to be able to line up in a lot of different places. You know, like you talked about earlier where, you know, Buckner doesn't really feel like a guy who can be like a true three, four type player. And I don't think like, I don't know as far as Quiddy Pay being able to fit in some of those spots or like Darius Leonard, like you said, like it feels like Indianapolis is a little bit more locked in personnel wise in terms of how they want to align in that front seven. And, I think the Bears, I mean, when, when I first think about the Bears, I think, no, I think they're, they're pretty locked into their 3-4 alignment. But I, I do think perhaps there, there could be some potential here for, like, a, enough of a scheme change that the players could start to fit into just, just a little bit more. And if you had the, the Marinelli defensive line coaching to help them adjust to being another gap over, I think it could go a long way towards having the right coaches in that transition. If the players are going to be the ones transitioning or if the coaches are going to have to adapt their way to fit the Bears talent more to a 3-4, you know, would you want a defensive line coach and maybe a linebackers coach that's more inclined schematically to some of the other things the Bears might want to do? So that, that's what I think Bears fans are eagerly waiting to see how this new coaching staff might weigh it. Yeah, I think, honestly, that you mentioned, I think they fit perfectly if they want to move to a 4-3. I mean, Roquan Smith fills a Darius Leonard role. I think Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, hands in the dirt, bookends, opposite sides, is absolutely terrifying in a 4-3 defense. I also want to, before we wrap things up, Lauren, I want to just go over for Bears fans that are curious, maybe some Eberflus connections and free agency, because I think the Bears have around $30 million in cap space, according to over the cap. And I imagine Eberflus want to bring some guys from the Colts over, or at least have some Colts connections. And I want to name off a couple for you on defense. Yes, please. I want to get your thoughts on them. Yeah. Anthony Walker is a linebacker. We were talking about who could make sense. He played for the Colts a couple or last year. 
all right, but before this past year, Bobby Okereke took over his spot. But Anthony Walker was an excellent fit next Darius Leonard from 2018 through 2020. I could see him being a guy. He played for the Browns this past year, mostly on rundown situations. But I could easily see Walker and Roquan Smith being a good duo at linebacker. Alquadi Muhammad is a free agent edge rush for the Colts. He had six sacks this past year, career high. Iberflus absolutely loves Alquadi Muhammad. He's a guy who fits the system perfectly. He loves guys who sets the edge on the, on the run. He likes guys with upside in the pass rush. I believe he's only 26 years old as well. He's not, not going to break the bank either. He'd be a great rotational edge rusher. And then the guy we talked about just a few minutes ago, Xavier Rhodes. I would not be surprised at all if, the, if they went out and tried to get Xavier Rhodes because Matt Iberflus is in love with Xavier Rhodes too. The, the main reason why the Colts signed him two years ago is because he coached him in the Pro Bowl a couple years ago, and he said, I can get the most out of Xavier Rhodes. Obviously, he's a little longer in the tooth now, going to be 31 years old, but I could see him being a guy you could maybe mix in the rotation on secondary. So there's a couple guys there on each level of defense, a defensive line, linebacker, and corner who I think can make sense in that defense. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing those up, and I'm sure you know once we get into more free agency mode on, on both of our podcasts here, if we have any crossover of, of talent going from one way to the other, we'll definitely have to reconnect like this and get back on and break down some of these guys a little bit more in depth. But that's going to do it for our crossover Bears-Colts Lockdown Podcast Network, breaking down the Matt Eberflus hire for the Bears and what's going to happen next for the Indianapolis Colts. I hope everyone will keep tuning in five days a week to the Locked on Bears and Locked on Colts podcast, making them your first listen every day. We will be back for you next week to break down what's going to be in the the uncertain futures for both of these two teams. What's going to be next? So much more to get to. And uh, thank you for tuning in. And I hope you'll keep joining us all week long, every day, all offseason long, right here on the Locked on Podcast Network.